the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Danny Cannell, Chip Patterson, Barton Simmons, and Tom Fernelli. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Barton Simmons, that's Danny Cannell, that's Tom Fernelli, I'm Chip Patterson, and it has finally arrived, the first locks of the season. It's been a busy, busy week here on the Cover 3 Podcast. We've had emergency podcasts with Jamie Newman uh, opting out. We've taken a look inside the opt-outs as a larger discussion with uh, Dennis Dodd, who broke the Jamar Chase news. You know, what's been going on in the Big Ten, and uh, and then just like a whole host of uh, information in our recap on Monday. Go find all that by subscribing to the Cover 3 Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The locks battles, the lock fights, the lock agreements, the, the dentist is the dentist here. Do we have any dentist picks? I did not. I did not get a dentist, a dentist alert. I, I, I figured, look, I'm not going to ask the dentist for picks. I'm not going to go knocking on the dentist door. He did get pretty, ch- like, he got pretty cocky last year yeah, about his yeah, own celebrity. Started, like, handing out everything left and right, but it ended, but the way it ended with the with threading the needle, hitting on the Ole Miss under, and hitting on the Ole Miss uh, plus the points against uh, against uh, Mississippi State was 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 beautiful. So uh, he made up for it at the end of the year. But um, no, no, no Dennis picks today. We'll see if he hits me up randomly down the road. Danny Cannell, are you have you like picked up your dictionary? Like are you you're gonna be walking around in a foreign country and you need to have that like <laughs> yeah. little like yeah. translation dictionary right here. Are you are you ready for this? I feel like I got it's like a spy when you just try to infiltrate an organization. I'm just gonna lay low and try to blend in <laughs> and start slow and then you know later give me a couple weeks to get comfortable with some of the lingo and I'll I'll be I'll, I'll be all right back. You know, give me a few weeks though. Just gotta wade into the waters. Tom, how do you think he's going to do? He's going to lose to me, just like the rest of you. That's how you're going to do. You won last. I will, I will say this to all the the Canel haters who are out there who are voicing their one star reviews. If you hate me, then fade me all day long. Go ahead, and then and then like maybe you can enjoy yourself and all that hatred. So go ahead and fade my picks all day long. We'll have know, some I fun saw- with that. I saw some I saw some Canel hate reviews that were bumping up to two stars. So I do feel <laughs> yeah, like that we is are true. heading back in the right direction. They're like, all right, I'm still mad, but it's still fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's there's some, some venomous three star reviews out there now. It's like, all right. Nice. That's because they love you guys. That's because they love you guys. That's why. All right. Uh, are you guys ready to lock it up? Yes, sir. We're picking locks. 
My blue plate special five-star locks are coming. Since 2005, when Service Academy's locked. Look at these locks. Five-star master lock. Lock it up. The under is 33.91. We've gone over it a million times. You want these locks. I'm, I'm, I'm living and dying every, every point, every cover. First locks of the season. Let's begin uh, with the plays. We're going to take this all the way through uh, the end of the week where the Monday night game between BYU and Navy. But we want to, for those of you who are getting this Thursday at lunchtime, Thursday afternoon, we want to make sure that we get to your picks first. Who has any of the Thursday night games on their first locks card of the season? I do. You want to get us started? Sure. All right. I will go with the first lock of the year. Uh, I'm starting off with Southern Miss in South Alabama. Southern Miss, depending on where you're at, shop around as always. Lay in 13 and a half. The total is anywhere I've seen between 54 and a half and 56. And I am starting the year off right. I'm taking the under 56 as my very first lock of 2020. With Southern Miss, since Hobson took over, when they are favored, the under is 18-14-1, and, and that includes 5-1 and one in their last six home games, as well as 10-4-1 in their last 15 non-conference games. So that all plays into my hands. And then more trends on the South Alabama side, where the under is 8-3 and three in South Alabama's last, last 11 games as an underdog and 5-1 and one in their last six on the road. And this is just kind of playing into something that I felt we saw in last week's opener with uh, Central Arkansas and Austin P. I expect the offenses to be a little sloppy at the start of the year, and I think we're going to see more problems there. So I feel like unders are something that I'm a lot more interested in this week, even more than, you know, this typically week? I am. Yeah, <laughs> but I just, and plus, I mean, this is a game where, like, the total opened at 51 and a half, and it's been bet up to like 56. So I feel like I'm getting nearly a touchdown worth of value based off where opening lines were for when they first came out. So all that, I, I like the under here. Lock it up. Let me throw on uh, a, one thing that took me to the under, and I'm thrilled that our locks consensus is going to get this at 56. Key numbers, hashtag shop around. Um, but these two teams last year do return a lot of the pieces from their offense. And you know what these offenses did last year? They both finished outside the top 100 in finishing drives. Sure, they can move the ball a little bit. Not really well. They were both below average. But when it came to getting into scoring position, these teams were turning it over or kicking it or moving backwards. Very, very poor conversion rate. But anytime they got inside the 40, whenever we're looking at finishing drives, whenever we're looking at how you convert scoring opportunities, these are going to be great places for us to find angles on the total. So this game, which, by the way, will be kicking off at 9 p.m. Eastern time, on the mothership, CBS Sports Network. Make sure you check that out. I will also be getting in on the under, and we're getting it at 56. Anybody else? Anybody else? Any other Thursday night plays? Do I, have any I got takers? a Thursday night play. I Let's got, go. but not in your guys. So I like the way you guys are leaning. I kind of want to jump on that under train for that game, but I'm with Tom in the like the mindset is offenses are going to struggle, right? Like, Hey, we, you know, let zoom meetings for offenses, not as many reps, but then I also 
realize that defenses haven't been doing as much tackling. They haven't been working on as much form, but I still feel like it's easier. Like if you see a screw up on offense, it's going to cost you. If you screw up on defense, it's still just go get the ball, right? It's still just go tackle. So you can, if there are missed assignments, if there are screw ups, you can still come past it. But I'm going to look at the UAB Central Arkansas game, which was an underwinner, which you probably would have been scared after the first play of the game went 75 yards thinking, uh oh, it's going to be right. a high scoring affair. And then if you watch Central Arkansas's offense, wasn't exactly a juggernaut. UAB last year finished the season as the eighth-ranked defense, giving up only 301 yards a game. Bill Clark, I think, will have this defense ready to go again. So I like the under in the early game at 8 o'clock, under 49 in the UAB Central Arkansas game. You can get it at 49 and a half if you'd like. I'll, I'll take the extra. I'll take the hook if you're going to give it to me. <laughs> Key numbers. Yeah, absolutely. This is the, this one's also been uh, dancing up in UAB's favor right now. And while I, I was digging around and I saw reports that Central Arkansas has gotten its latest round of pregame testing back, they are all negative. That is, you know, again, something we are going to be keeping eyes on for all of our uh, wagering advice and, uh, and all of our principles here. But the... That that number creeping up towards UAB, I don't know if it's uh you know you're you're trying to fade Central Arkansas in the short turnaround, but it's a lot of points for a UAB offense. Like UAB wins with defense, right? I mean, every everything that we've sort of seen from them when they've been successful, they've been winning with defense. They're going to be a conference USA championship contender because of their defense. Doesn't twenty and a half feel like a little? Well, it feels like a lot to try to ask them to to cover, right? It does. Yeah. And not so, to mention 64% of the bets, 85% of the money are on UAB. Mm. So it feels like a very trendy play where if you want to fade the public, which I love trying to do is figuring out how you can fade the public. It feels like it's a public play to be on UAB. But uh, I've, I've got no play. But there. I'm not locking it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agree. Agree. Just figure, figured that since we got a lot of action out there, I figured that, uh, you know, get, give, give it a look, at least uh, some analysis for the fans. All right. So we've got... Uh, Tom has a play out there. Danny oh, has no, a play out there. Say, okay. I was just going to say, we're all going to be rich before Friday, and the season's just starting. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right, Barton, how, many, how many games do you guys all have? I've got four, play- f- four to five plays. There's another log on the fire <laughs> that I'm thinking about. Wow. Tom, how many you got? I've got three. I've, I learned, you know, last year, I got a little too... You know, a little too play happy, and it really affected my win loss record. I'm this week when there's so when we haven't seen that much, and there's so few games on the slate. I'm sticking with our three game minimum. So, Danny, how many you got? I got three. I'm dipping my toes in the water, man. So <laughs> I think this is also good advice to give any of our listeners because I think there's going to be a tendency. You're starved for football. You can't wait for get a you know an entire slate of games. You're going to want to play every one. Just ease in. Just ease into the uh, to the college football season. Hmm. Well, it's it's. Uh, I, I believe the phrase is called "spray the board Saturday," and it doesn't matter what <laughs> size the board is, but you just make sure that you spray it. All right. It's about uh, it's about controlling your limits, man. It's about controlling your limits. All right. So that does take us in uh, to Saturday after the two games on Thursday night. Uh, Barton, I will let you lead us off with Saturday's action. What is the first lock? that you want to throw on the card. Okay. Uh, I got to still, when I asked of you, like, 
Y'all have all three, four to five chip. I've got, I've got two and I'm trying, I'm like trying to find my third, like as we go on this call. Cause I know I have to hit my minimum. I was, I was like swimming this week in locks and trying to figure this thing out. Like I feel it's, it all feels very foreign to me. It feels so long since we've done this. I had to sort of, you know, like remember what my best resources are, get, get all my, my bookmarks back together. You know, I got to like, you know, and, and not only that, but this is, you know, usually week one, that's when I really flex on like my, Oh, I know this roster is better than people realize (laughs) because they've been recruiting so well and yada, yada, yada. Like I don't really have that firm of a grasp on Texas state's recruiting admittedly. Like, I don't have that firm of a grasp on Southern Miss and South Alabama. Um, so I feel very unconfident coming into this. So here, here's the one play that I, I sort of look at the board and I liked. Um, and it's it's MTSU. They're catching points against Army. I'm taking the Blue Raiders. Uh, three and a half, unless Tom's found me a, another another half point somewhere. No, but, I'm I no. three three and a half's the the number that I got to. All right. So so MTSU plus three and a half. Uh the couple reasons for this. One is Army is as 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 successful as like they've been over the last couple of years, even though last year wasn't necessarily the case. Um their their schedule is like horrendous. Like they don't play like it's very misleading when they have these really good years. And so um the Patriot this League is, grinder doesn't do it for you when they're just like playing right. everybody they play in basketball. I think one of their games they got canceled this year. I think they were supposed to play Princeton or somebody. Like so, this is I'm, I'm not I'm not worried about Army's like recent success under Jeff Monken. I think MTSU came off a rough year last year, mm-hmm. but Rick Stock still and and we talked about this early in the in the, the COVID stuff is like, all right, who's, who are coaches that have a firm culture in place who have uh, a, a team identity, who have leadership. Uh, I think Rick Stocks was one of those guys. I think he is a steady coach that is going to sort of a steady return. And last year's a little dip. So I think that this year he's due for a cycle back up, especially when he's got a quarterback returning that, that had to replace kind of a, a, five-year starter basically in the year prior and Brent Stockstill. Asher O'Hara worked himself in last year. This year he returns. I also think this is a team that I think recruits has recruited really well over the last couple of years, particularly the class of 20 last year's freshman class who will be redshirt freshmen and sophomores this year. I think those guys will be more equipped to make an impact. I think you're getting points and a, t- a team that I think is probably better than Army. So I'm going to go MTSU catching the points. Agreement. Ooh, oh. Oh. Unite us. Unite the clans. Danny, do you have any play here? Danny. I'm going to avoid. I'm okay. going to sit this one out. All so, right. so lock unity is a, is, is four, four across going four wide. That's the only way we can unite the clans. Yeah, I think so. Man. All right. It's going to be oh, works. Queen the Latina is going to be tough continue. to come by this year. All right. So, uh, I, I, I hope I'm not jumping on uh, this one because this is a very Tom stat. Can I? Can I just? Are you doing? Are you, okay. Army as a favorite of field goal or more. Army as a favorite, horrendous against the spread. Eighteen thirty-three and two since two thousand five. 
And that's, you know, Army's had some down years since 2005, but that is Army as a favorite. There haven't been many times that they've been a favorite of a field goal or more. Also, Army in season openers, 4-11 and 11 against the spread. Yes, they've had to play some good teams in openers, but again, that is against the spread, 4-11 and 11 Army in openers. And I also kind of danced around a double play here to look at the under because Asher O'Hara is a dual-threat quarterback, like 1,000-yard rusher, and I was thinking, I was like, okay, you know, Army with its ground attack, Middle Tennessee kind of, you know, getting its dual threat quarterback run game going as well. But the presence of offensive coordinator, Tony Franklin, who would like to be putting up, you know, 30 points a game if possible is going to have me backing off of it. So uh, I as well will be taking Middle Tennessee plus three and a half fading army as a favorite of field goal or more. Same. It's yeah. Uh, you you mentioned some of the trends there, Chip. Another one too is just under Munkin as a home favorite. Army is ten fifteen and one against the spread, and it's also something I talked about you know recently too. Where with the kind of strange off season, you know, like I said, I think offenses are going to have problems really being ready, especially early in the year, and an option offense which is so reliant on timing and reading and all that kind of stuff. It's just rep after rep after rep. I don't know, and I think that probably plays a role in why Army has been so poor in its season openers against the spread over the years, and I think that's going to continue. Now, that said, I do want to point out that I am aware that as a road underdog under um, Stockstill, MTSU is only 24-33 and against the spread, but I think they're going to be 25-33 and after this one. That's right, Blue Raiders. Uh, Do you guys always feel like – do you ever feel like you're always on – you know, what, what happens when you need a moment to chill? Like, when do you get to hit the reset button just to be able to get ready for what's next? Well, there's only one beer out there, and it's literally made to chill. And that's Coors Light. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It is literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, and it is perfect for a moment to unwind. You know, whenever you've got some of these hot, late summer, early fall days, well, ooh, Coors Light, that is the the perfect beverage to be able to get you just a click back from, uh, from feeling like you're always on. And also, don't miss the new packaging from Coors Light. It's already hitting the shelves. The new design features clear skies that invite you to sit back, unwind, and drink it all in. The iconic Coors Light Blue Mountains, oh yeah, they still are there. They turn blue when your beer is as cold as the Rockies. It's a brand new look, but it's the same ice-cold refreshment. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look Delivered straight to your door. You can do that at CoorsLight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Uh, All right. We've got uh, two on the board for Tom, two on the board for Chip, Barton and Danny with one each. Danny, take us where you want to go next. I'm going to go to the uh, primetime game on ESPN with Memphis taking on Arkansas State. Home game for them. I think Memphis, I think it's an interesting season because it's, of course, we're going to have only three power five conferences. I don't think you see, you know, an American team reach the playoff, but I think if that dream exists, which it should, I think, you know, all those players and coaches in the American conference, that this would be a year you could even pump that dream even more. Like, hey, there's going to be three conference champions. We're always positioned ourselves as the next best conference. 
So I think like Memphis has a point of view like, hey, we're going to go out there. We have a goal this season of the college football playoff. And I, I think it's a pipe dream. I don't think it's a reality, but I think you can sell them on that. We've talked about continuity all offseason long. Brady White returns again, third year starting, incredible quarterback, great athlete. Ryan Silverfield stays in-house. You've got continuity there. Um, I think Memphis is going to lay the wood to Arkansas State. I'm going to lay the 19, and I'm also taking the under 74 in this game. So I got two locks. In the primetime game. See, I like to focus on the like, <laughs> sit down, primetime, get my cores light, and just focus and have it all in on one game. So you're on Memphis under 19 and the under 74. Memphis Correct. minus 19. Yeah. Anybody yeah. else got to play here? I do. I, I want to hear, I want to hear, I'd like to hear um, the everybody's plays here because I'm going to play this game. Yeah, I am too. I had had to go from two to three. And so I'm going to, I'm going to listen to everyone's arguments and then I'm going to make my decision here. I'm on simple principle. Under. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You're going to throw a 74 (laughs) on the board, a 74 (laughs) in this week, in this economy. No way. Absolutely not. 74 is far too many points. That is reckless. That is reckless use of offense. Absolutely not. Under 74, principal under. I am also <laughs> on the under 74 in this one because, you know, it, I, this is also like, yeah, principle of 74, but it's also the fact that kind of like what I was talking about with the, with the, uh, with the last game with the, the line moved, the, the total in this one started at 68 and a half, and it has been bet up to 74. And so that's nearly a damn touchdown worth of movement going towards the over. There's, there's a whole lot of value on the other side of that 74. I'm not, I'm not going to follow the public here. I'm going to fade them. That's a lot of touchdowns. That is a lot of points for the very first game of the season for both of these teams. So yeah, give me the under. So 74 seems grotesque. It seems (laughs) like it seems totally insane. Um, and it looks like there's about 97% of the public on the under, uh, let's make it 75% of the pod on the under. I'm going to go over, I'm going to, well, you know what? Like this is the opening weekend and you fuddy duddy jerks are all going to be like playing unders all weekend long. Let, how about this? How about I just roll out there, put a little money on the over. And and let Brady White go to work. You know, there's a there's a bunch of guys on that Memphis offense that are hungry to, like Danny said, make a statement. So you know what? Maybe they put a fifty burger on the board, or maybe they don't, and maybe Arkansas State makes a little run and 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 puts up some points themselves. Uh, I, I'm just this is like a principle fade the public kind of play. I think it's ridiculous. I don't know that it makes any sense. And again, I, I this is you can fade me if you want, all the listeners out there. But this is not my most. Uh, heavily researched and analytical bet that I've ever made, but 74 seems too ridiculous <laughs> for me to not take the other side of it. So we're, oh, it's our implied here, uh, like a 40. I got 49 to 21, and I know it's a little bit off from the 19, but I, right. that's how I feel confident about Memphis. 49 to 21. And I think it's going to be high scoring. I just think 74 is an absurd number. 
Yeah, I think Memphis has to get to the 50s if, if this over is going to hit. Memphis is breaking in a new defensive coordinator. You know, they got, they, they're shifting scheme a little bit. And so that, you know, we'll see. Maybe that makes for some busts along the way. Um, you know, eight guys on defense returning. I mean, they got good talent. Like, they got flip players. A hey, week one, I, I am not, I don't think that Memphis's offense is going to be rusty. Like, that's my anticipation. I think they'll be good to go. Uh, it's just a matter of what, you know, what do they do defensively? Uh, and what can our, our Arkansas State put together? So we get to, uh, in our, our first Saturday night pod, we get to settle a score moments I mean, after the conclusion of it. Like if you guys, if, if I win this one, I just hit an over 74 first weekend of the year. And you guys are all on the damn under, like, give me that feel. I'll, 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 I'll taste that burn. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So that means that Barton getting in on the over, uh, Barton, what is your, I guess is pretty much everything accounted for. Oh, uh, SMU, Texas state. I remember we were dancing around Texas state a little bit last year. Like we were like, Ooh, Spav, he's got some, he's got to move in a little bit. Like we kind of were sniffing it out. But then I went back to last year's, uh, last year's game between these two teams in the opening week, SMU beat them by 30 and beat them by 30 while turning it over three times. Like Luke, could have won that game by 45 or 50 points based on the way Texas State's defense was playing and the way that Shane Bouchelle was cooking. So I uh, wanted to get on a Texas State plus 22. It, it would be a fun lean, but I don't think it's the right side. I'm not going to be locking it up. Does anybody, did anybody take any look at, uh, at that one? I had about the same look you did. Like I wanted to go in with the plus uh, 22, I just don't feel great about it. I don't have a feel for this game. So I'm, I, I like the way you're leaning, but I didn't want to pull the trigger on it. Coming up on the other side, taking a look at Monday night football. It's BYU. It's Navy. It's your Labor Day night. We've got locks for it. Next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, so I guess that uh, that's all the games for Saturday, which takes us on into Monday. It's BYU it's Navy. This line opened up with Navy as a short favorite. As I'm looking at it now, it has moved over to BYU as a short favorite. Um, Barton, you've got uh, one slot left. Why don't you, why don't you lead mm-hmm. us off? Uh, yeah, okay. So I'll just I'll, I'll dip, my, dip my toe into the under action at some point this weekend. Opening weekend under, this seems like the spot for me. Uh, a... I mean, we know what Navy is going to try to do, um, and and I think that BYU they've got like their their wide receiver room has sort of been ravaged. Um, I do think Zach Taylor is a really good quarterback, but Jeff Grimes, their offensive coordinator, is I, I think someone that is going to try to um, possess the football as well, make the most of their possessions. I think that they're going to try to lean on Zach Taylor's legs a little bit. Uh, 
I just think that this is going to be a game where BYU is, they're not going to feel uncomfortable grinding this thing out right along with Navy. And the the number just seems, that seems high. So what what is it? 50, 50 and a half? Can I get that high? Or just, uh, uh, yeah, it's 50 and a half someplace. Yeah, fit, 50 and a half. Um, I, I just, I just like the, I like the matchup here for an under and, and BYU's mentality offensively um, to match up nicely here. Uh, am I going to do five? Am I going to do five? Am I going to do five? So I've got, uh, BYU Navy under 50 and, uh, I'm taking BYU minus one and a half. Now we've, we think we've got healthy Zach Wilson. We think, Oh, Zach Wilson, Zach Taylor. Who was that? The head coach of the Bengals. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we think that we've got, uh, we've done that too. Also with, uh, Zach Thomas, App State quarterback. That's right. Yeah. yeah, Zach Taylor keeps creeping his way in. So we Zach Wilson, you know, good reports out of that. But we've also got BYU down its best tight end. The offensive line should be pretty good. And I'm taking a look at how much uh, Navy is looking to replace in this game. And I'm thinking that when it comes down to being able to execute in the third and fourth quarter, when you relied so heavily on Malcolm Perry last year, like it's it's going to be tough to think that they're going to already be set to go. I like, you know, we like Navy, uh, you know, thinking that they might be able to take a step forward and not be as porous defensively as they have been at times. If you're going to be on the under, I just think that we've got the better quarterback on BYU side. And so I will be taking the Cougars to cover the short number uh, in Monday night football. You got five picks on the first weekend, dude. Yeah. I kind of want to get in with this BYU, but I, I'll hop in with him. I'll take the BYU. BYU's laying it's a, it's a point, uh, one and a half point favorite. I'll take it too. Right? They had a rough year last year. They only have an eight game schedule. Like, so I, and I don't know if this matters or not, but every game will have that much more of a premium for them. Only playing eight. I'm with a chip too on the Malcolm Perry, the loss of him, what he meant to that offense. Like there's, that was so much of the production at Navy there's a lot of question marks surrounding them, but I'll, I'll take BYU as well. Listen, I I agree with all the picks on this game, but I I'm sticking to my discipline. But I, my the concern was because I was leaning these directions for both. I was leaning towards BYU. I was leaning towards the under. My concern is that the total opened at 55. It's already dropped to 50. I know. So I feel like a lot of that value's gone. We also opened with Navy as a three-point favorite, and now it's swung all the way to BYU as a one-and-a-half-point favorite, and I feel like a lot of value. Like, if BYU was still at plus three, I'd have been absolutely one million percent all over it. BYU minus one-and-a-half, I'm not as enthusiastic about. So I support every single pick that the three of you have made for this game, and I am with you in spirit, but damn it, I've got too much discipline to lock any of them up. Do we have uh, – is, is that the whole board? Are we yeah. through? All right. To review Tom's card, he's going to go with the Southern Miss, South Alabama, under 56. That is going to be a lock agreement with Chip. He's got Middle Tennessee plus three and a half at Army. That is a lock agreement with Barton and Chip. And he's got the Memphis, Texas State under 74. That is a lock agreement with Chip and Danny and a lock fight. Fight. Fine. With Barton. Uh, Barton, we've got the Middle Tennessee plus three and a half at Army. 
Uh, we've got the Memphis, Texas State over 74, lock fight. Then a Navy, BYU under 50 and a half. Chips card, Southern Miss, South Alabama under 56. Middle Tennessee plus three and a half at Army. Memphis, Texas State under 74. Navy, BYU under 50 and a half. And BYU minus one and a half. That is a lock agreement with Danny. Danny. He said he was going to come in and, and be stealth, but he's standing on his own. A real chance to either separate himself from the pack or fall behind. UAB Central Arkansas under 49 and a half on Thursday night. Memphis minus 19. Then the Memphis Texas State under 74. And then on Monday night, BYU minus one and a half. We've got lock agreement potential. All of, Oh my gosh, so many side bets. Lock agreement potential everywhere. Lock only one lock fight, and it involves everybody. I mean, really, really fantastic work. I'm I'm excited about this. So the only game do we? So no action on SMU Texas State, huh? Yeah, I think that's the only one that uh, ended you up. Get on it. <laughs> I mean, late, this is late log. The, the late window's log. still open. This is this is like I mean such bad discipline if I were to do that because I don't like any of these games and I'm not really that like well versed on them but you know I mean it seems like SMU is going to kick the snot out of Texas State <laughs> it, it, so, it does seem like that uh I won't I won't do it I won't no! do it I'll, oh. no, no I won't do it I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna start the year off like that I've already played one hunch play. I'm not going to play another one. That's setting a bad example for the rest of this for the rest of the season. See, like Tom, the discipline that he's displaying now, I feel like I've I've used pretty good discipline right here as we tape this. But I know without question, as the games start unfolding, after I start refreshing those live betting lines, that all discipline will be just thrown aside <laughs> and it's jump all in the deep end. So. Uh, but, but as it stands right now, I think the discipline is there. Okay, so do you, do you run uh, live bets too? Because obviously we oh, can't. Yeah. All right, we can't have like we're not going to have a, a live podcast right. stream where we're going to be able to offer uh, the the live bets. But uh, Tom might be onto something though. Might yeah, be an idea down the road. It may be copyright cover three podcast. Uh, do what are what are <laughs> some of the. Um, like, what are some of the angles? Do y'all have any principles with that? Because I will admit, like, I am not well-versed in the in the live wagering game, and that is certainly part of the future and certainly part of the way that a lot of fans seem to enjoy it. Is there anything that you all look for that fans might be able to sort of be keyed into or keep eyes on as, uh, as the action unfolds? I don't have a principle for live betting. It's A lot of it is feel, but there is, I guess if there is a principle – it is somewhat contrarian in that a lot of the time, if the game starts heading one direction and it looks like a team's going to blow them out and you like, you see the spread move, like a team that was a, you know, 10 point favorite to start the game is suddenly like a 19 point favorite because they score early. I will sometimes go away from that, you know, because you'll see like that kind of overreaction at times, because the thing is with live lines, when they're being set, it's not like they are before the game where they've got all the numbers and all this stuff. There, there's some, there is some more reactionary kind of lines being set by books. And it's like, you try to play that. So most of mine goes by gut and just trying to go against the grain of what seems to be happening in the game. I'll give you an example. Last week we saw Austin P was a four and a half point dog, right? I don't know what the line closed at, but it was around there when we talked yeah. about it. Then the first 
to play the game, they get a touchdown, they go up seven nothing. If there's a swing in that line where I and I was on uh, Central Arkansas laying the four and a half, but if all of a sudden it goes to they're only laying one and it's just because of a quick score or that line gets shifted, I'm like, if I liked them at, at laying four and a half and I still have you know three and a half quarters left, why wouldn't I take them when they're only laying one? Or if it's you know gets to be a pick them or even better yet. You know, if it starts to swing a little bit better, you can get even better value. It, it, some of it depends, too, on your conviction on the team going in, which is why I didn't do it last week because I had no conviction on either side. But, like, if you're watching a game and you've, you've done your study and you're watching it unfold and you're like, man, I think this is going to revert back to what I thought before the game. Like, it, it, whether it's the defense is better or the offense has to get things figured out, like, let the game settle because we see it oftentimes come back closer to the number. What do we always say? Vegas is always right. Well, we always say, you know, or they were so close on the totals or the wins. Like, but those those live lines, those move fluctuate way away from Vegas's final line. But then you can come back and get, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense the mm-hmm. way I'm explaining it? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also times too, like if I'm having a particularly bad Saturday and there's a line moves and I see an opportunity to hedge something to stop the bleeding, I will jump on that too. Well, I wish the best and worst of luck to all of you. <laughs> when we're in lock agreement, we will win for the lock fight. Barton, I hope that you lose. We will be dialed into it Saturday night. Tom, are you, are you down for Saturday night reaction? Oh God. Yeah. I can't wait to be up until 1am talking about Texas state's offense. That's, that's where we're at. That's where we're at this season. <laughs> he is Danny Cannell. You can follow him on Twitter at Danny Cannell. You can follow him at Barton Simmons. You can follow him at Tom Fennell. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Back Saturday night. Back next week. More locks coming at you. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Hello everyone, it's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search... The rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meats.